Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your green belt host, Davo, along with Purple Belt Kells. Hello, everyone. And Orange Belt Andy. Uh, Dave from Colorado, you're on the air. Go ahead. Go ahead, caller. <laughs> Taking us on this journey through the Kumite of trivia knowledge, Sensei Neil. Hey, but so for those of us that aren't quite as well versed in the belts thing, could you translate that to number of wins for me? I sure can. Kells has five wins in the current tournament. Wow. Yeah. He's pretty good. Davo has three wins. He's not quite so good. And Andy has two wins. No, now just so I'm clear, I'm not really good with, with numbers. Is two better than five or not better than five? I think any way you slice it, it's less than half. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know there was going to be slicing. All right. I'm going to put that down There's, in my notes. It's the Kumite of trivia knowledge. Weapons yeah. are allowed. <laughs> So I want to do a bit of bookkeeping. Eh, bookkeeping. I don't know if that's the right word. But I want to apologize to all of our wonderful listeners. Because I have been a bad, bad host. And I have not been giving the shout-outs. Because we used to do that pretty regularly. And then we stopped because I'm a bad, bad host. So as a bad, bad host, I have decided to farm out that duty of the shout-outs. For our wonderful Patreon patrons and listeners that we like and stuff like that. To uh, the Orange Belt. So, Orange Belt Andy, can you give us some shout-outs? Yeah, shout-out to our newest Patreon member, Coquise. And uh, we're thrilled to have you on board. And I hope you enjoy your special gifts. And as always, we're still thrilled with all the other Patreon supporters we have, including our very first one out there, Susan L. Hope you're listening. I hope you're still having fun. Very nicely done. Much love to y'all. I, th- I think we should. I think we should give them nicknames. Like, could we call um, Susan like the mother of the show, sort of? Yes. And, and then uh, <laughs> Coquise could be the official homegirl of the uh, of the podcast. Would that be cool? I, I love it. I support that. I was promised when I came on board I could be the homegirl. Uh, somebody, well, somebody fibbed. <laughs> we, yeah, sorry, Andy. All right. Well, boy, learning a lot today right off the bat. So to the official show mom and the official show homegirl, thank you. Thanks. Neil, what is our topic today? Well, before I get into the topic, I'm going to go over the rules real quick, if you're okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. Because every week we have a theme, and within that theme, we have six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points with a few bonus points thrown in here and there. And then there's a final question, which can be worth up to 100 points. And today's theme is comics. Yay! Not, yes! Not before you get too excited, <laughs> I'm not talking about stand-up comedians. Oh, I want to make sure uh, make sure that that's clear. I'm really looking forward to a Bernie Mac. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
So this is <laughs> as, okay cookies. like comic book <laughs> characters. Well, you'll you'll see when we get into okay. questions. I don't want to spoil. I want to get my uh, big book of Robin jokes out before we get started. Hold on. There we go. Right. I've heard them all, Andy. I've heard them all. Have you? Yes. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> I can guarantee you there are no Robin questions. Uh, if you answer, uh, I can guarantee you there will be Robin answers. Well, there may be. <laughs> Why don't we get started? Category one is science. science. All right. Question one. This daily comic that often had a scientific theme was originally named Nature's Way before it was picked up for syndication in 1980. I'm going to lock in with an answer that is probably wrong. But I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm locked in with a guess. Oh, wait yeah, I'm a minute. Hmm? Oh, it's too late. I locked in, but I have an idea what it is all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm locked in, too. All right. Kels, what's your answer? I guess The Wizard of Eid. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I like that comic. Andy? I locked in with a joke answer, Marmaduke, and as I was finishing Marmaduke, and I and I always I always write down the category to remind myself when I'm thinking about the answer. And as I'm writing Marmaduke under science, it hit me. I'll bet this is the far side, but it's too late, so I have Marmaduke. Oh, so far side in parentheses. Oh, Devo. I wrote down National Geographic, but your far side answer is amazing and it's probably right the reason it's amazing is because the answer is the far side oh get the blah blah that one stings (laughs) so here's a trivia nugget about gary larson who wrote that he's had at least two species named after him one was a butterfly and one was a louse found on a certain species of owl an owl louse yeah an owl louse is named after him (laughs) Uh, and then there was a there was one particular comic that he did in uh, I think 1982 where it's got a caveman teaching a class to other cavemen and he's got a picture of a stegosaurus tail that has all the spikes on it and he Mm -hmm. says we call this the thagomizer in honor of thag simmons or something like that because thag simmons (laughs) apparently got killed by a thagomizer and paleontologists <laughs> have actually started using that because that part of the stegosaurus didn't have a real name before. So it's <laughs> actually kind of unofficially so the name of that series of spikes. Of the stegosaurus, the series of spikes on the stegosaurus tail was named by Gary Larson inadvertently in a hilarious comic. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's awesome. I, we, uh, Quick aside, we could probably do a whole category on celebrities who have been named after, who've had animals named after them. You know, one of the problems with me writing these questions is I go on so many, go into so many rabbit holes, and that was one of them. <clears throat> I wanted to see who had the most species named after them, and uh, I think probably the record is uh, is Attenborough. I forget which one did oh, the science. Probably David. Sir yeah, David. probably. Um, Mick Jagger has had a bunch. Um, John Lennon has had some. Paul McCartney's had one or two. Um, I know Beyonce got a butterfly or a moth named after her. 
yeah, I mean, there's just a huge long list of celebrities that have had these named after him. All right, question two. Color comics are often printed using a four-color process. What are the four colors? And I need the specific colors. Wow, this is going back to my original publishing days. If you can remember, the they're called, they're, it's a four-letter name. Yep. So if you can yep. recall those four letters, that'll give you some clues. I, I'm going to lock in with, with this. No, I'm not going to lock in with that. And this is an all or nothing oh. question. Yeah. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay, Andy? It's C-M-Y-K. Cyan, magenta, yellow, and K is for key, which is black. Okay. Dave? Cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. And Kells? Uh, red, green, black, and blue. Okay. The correct answer, uh, Andy nailed it. It was It's a CMYK process, which stands for cyan, magenta, yellow, and key, or uh, black. So for, Do I get it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Because I didn't say key, and I really want those points. All right, question three. This webcomic's tagline is, a webcomic of romance, sarcasm, math, and language. And its four-letter name isn't intended to be an initialism. It's just an unpronounceable word. Mm, gosh, I'm stuck. I'm going to lock in with what I've got. I got no idea. Um, oh, man. Ooh. I'm locked in. With the... I'm locked in. What? I've seen it. I have I'm not... locked in with what I've got. Well, I hope this. I hope it's this. Romance, sarcasm, math, and language. Okay, I'm locked in. <laughs> I wonder what with. Uh, <laughs> Devo, what's your answer? Uh, I didn't know, so I, I shout out one of my favorite web things, Homestar Runner. Okay. Kels? I believe it's XKCD. Andy? Well, when, when I think of all those things together, I think of Trump. So I went with Trump. Ah, how many letters that is, right? <laughs> no idea. Well, you leave the U <laughs> off. It's TRMP. <laughs> but no, the correct answer is Kel's answer. It's XKCD. Oh, I, I have never heard of this. Never heard of that. Oh, it is. It's beloved by science and computer nerds everywhere. <laughs> oh, I know this comic. I guess I just didn't know its name. Or you, you might have seen the XKCD and not realized that that was its name or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this before. I just didn't know its name. Okay. I, we, I, I refer to it certain certain uh, comics as casually in conversation with my peers. Like I was working on something yesterday that was uh, I was trying to prevent sequel injection and i was like i don't want to have any little bobby tables around and that means nothing to anybody else that doesn't understand that but to nerds who know that comic it's hilarious <laughs> when, <laughs> take my word for it when you said sequel injection i immediately thought of like a 1988 la hairband sequel injection. <laughs> i'm already looking for that album i want it yeah <laughs> 
Okay, question four. PhD Comics is a 20-year-old comic strip about life in grad school. Uh, for, the, for the comic, PhD stands for piled higher and deeper, uh, I guess referring to the amount of work they have to do. But more traditionally, what does PhD stand for? And I'll take either the Latin or the English versions. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. <laughs> it's. I, I hope this is right. Uh, I'm locked in. Okay, Kels. Doctor of Philosophy. Okay. Uh, Devo. Doctor of Philosophy. Oh, Andy. <laughs> Doctor of Philosophy. The correct answer is Doctor of Philosophy or Philosophy Doctorum, if you wanted to go with the Latin version. That makes a lot more sense. It really <clears throat> does. <laughs> so at the end of round one, we have a three-way tie with 20 points each. Woot. So if you hadn't guessed, this is not a quiz about comic books. Thank I don't think I have a single superhero in this entire quiz. It's, Dang it. It's all about the funny pages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Category two is history. Yeah. First appearing in the New York world in 1896, Hogan's Alley was a comic strip with a character whose nickname eventually became associated with sensational journalism. What is the name of that character? Ooh. Locked in. And I'm just thinking I should have added this to my lesson plan two weeks ago. Need a, a full name? Um, well, the he's the character is known by a nickname, but he does have a real name, which you probably won't know. But I'll take either one of them. That's a good guess on me not knowing it because I don't. But I'm locked in with a guess. I'm locked in with an answer. Okay, Andy. The character's name was the Yellow Kid. Okay. And Kells? I said Hurst. And Devo? I said Bismarcky. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this was a comic that was in the, like I said, the New York world, which I think was a Hearst paper. And it also was published in a Pulitzer paper. And... Because it was running in both of those, the type of sensational journalism that they both were running at the time became known as yellow journalism because of the yellow kid. I it's knew real it was yellow journalism. I didn't know why. It's a it's an interesting character. He's he's bald and kind of kind of buck tooth and wears this long yellow kind of nightshirt that often has broken English written on it, kind of like an advertising thing. Okay. That's an interesting character. Huh. Very cool. New to me. It's also, it, it pretty much popularized, I don't know if it, it's hard to say if it invented like speech bubbles and that kind of, and, and a couple other things that are standard in comics, but he definitely was the uh, first one to really use them to a large extent. Hmm. 
All right, question two in history. Thomas Nast is considered to be is considered by some to be the father of American cartoons. He created the modern version of Santa Claus and the Republican Party's Elephant, as well as creating political cartoons which helped to bring down what corrupt politician? Lock for a bonus, sorry. hang on. For a bonus, <laughs> what was the name of the Democratic political the Democratic Party political machine that that corrupt politician was the head of? Locked in. I know what this is. I'm. <laughs> I genuinely spend an entire day with this guy's cartoons and walk the class through the full story arc, and we identify everybody in the cartoons. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. Okay, let's start with. I'm not locked in. Totally not. Let's wait for Devo. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, come on. I'm going to kick myself when I hear this because I know who this is. You are going to kick yourself. I promise you that. Uh, okay, uh, I'm locked in. Okay, Devo, what's your answer? Uh, uh, Tammany Hall. That's all I could write down because I'm really scattered on it. Okay. Uh Kells? All right. Um, just just to be clear, not not even gonna stunt. This is probably my least favorite period in like American history to like learn about in the classroom. But I remember, I remember this guy's name because it sounded like a really cool villain. Like <laughs> boss, I believe it's Boss Tweed. Okay, and it was indeed Tammany Hall. Oh, you got more, Andy. Thank you, Gangs of New York. <laughs> It's William Boss Tweed, uh, and he ran Tammany Hall for the Democrats. And I've got a couple nuggets, if I can, if if, if we want to share that. Well, I've got I've got one nugget, so let me share mine okay. first in case you have a duplicate. Um, that is the correct answer, by the way, William Boss Tweed, uh, who ran Tammany Hall. Um, when he was finally captured, or he, he was he was arrested in like '73, I think. He escaped jail and fled to Spain. But um, he was identified there by Thomas Nast's cartoons of him. Uh, he, was, <laughs> he was captured and sent back to the U.S. on a on a naval ship. So, because he, he he did fairly realistic cartoons, and uh, mm-hmm. it was good enough to to recognize Boss Tweed from that. That that was else? indeed one of my nuggets. I love that story that he was recognized in Spain from the cartoons. from the cartoons in, um, in eighteen seventy three or four. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the other thing I, I enjoy about it is, uh, like I said, in, in my history class, we spent an entire day where we walked through boss Tweed's career through the Thomas Nast cartoons. And my favorite is the last cartoon when boss Tweed is finally brought back to the United States and he's jailed and he dies in jail. Um, the last cartoon they ran was a picture of Thomas Nast himself as a self-portrait walking down the street, and it said, out-of-work artist, joking <laughs> wow. about the fact that he had built his career on bringing down Boss Tweed, and now that Boss Tweed was done, he didn't know what to do. 
another another thing another thing I heard that I thought was interesting is um, at one point <clears throat> Tweed tried to bribe Nast, so they started out at a hundred thousand dollars, and it was it was basically some some quote unquote businessmen who wanted to sponsor him going to Europe for a while to to work there. So basically, to study art actually is what they, they yeah. said is that he should he is so brilliant we will give you all this money to study art in Paris. <laughs> but but Nast was no fool. He recognized what was happening, so he got them up to five hundred thousand um, dollars, and then he turned him down, saying, "Nah, I think I'd rather just stay here and take you guys down." It's very Elliot Ness of him. Yeah. So, so uh, Andy, offhand, uh, mm-hmm. number one, which history class are we, are we shouting out right now? Uh, Bentonville West High School's Advanced Placement U.S. History class. Go Wolverines. AP. Number two, would you happen to know what that $500,000 in 1873 is equivalent to today? Oh wow! I don't. Uh, One billion dollars. <laughs> Honestly, what I like doing class is one of those things will come up. I will tell the kids to. Uh, we have a Google search race, and whoever comes up with the answer first gets a piece of chocolate. So, and I throw candy bars at them. Full mm-hmm. bars? No, little mini bars. Because I la- last year I blinded a kid, and so I switched to the smaller ones. You blinded a kid with a full bar? Well, yeah, you know, I have a good arm, and they weren't ready. (laughs) I don't want to really talk about it. According to the CPI inflation calculator, $500,000 in 1870 uh, is apparently the equivalent of $9.5 million in 2018. $9.5 million. $9.5 million to a cartoonist. <laughs> to get him to to leave you alone. In 1874, it's 11 million dollars equivalency. Hold on. Right. <laughs> what year did they offer him this money? Uh, I'm not sure. It was about 1870. 1870. Yeah, 1870 was kind of the height. That was the height of uh, Boss Tweed's. Uh, so um, they offered a, a cartoonist. The equivalent of $9.5 million to stop. And he said, no, I'm just going to take you down. I <laughs> wish there was a Thomas Nast out in the world right now. That's pretty amazing. I'd like to be Thomas Nast. Yeah, we world. all want to be Thomas Nast once in our life. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying you would have taken the money and gone to your yes. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yes. It, it's and- more just that, that chutzpah. That's some serious chutzpah. Yeah. I'd take the money, go to Paris, and still draw cartoons. Still draw the cartoons, yeah. <laughs> well, I look like Boo Boo the Fool. Yeah, I'm taking that. So, uh, did I get the bonus? Did I get any points out of that? You got two points. Two points, cool. And Andy got 12, and Kel's got 12. Yep. Yeah, your foot was on the line, Davo. Two points. Yeah, I'll take two. <laughs> oh, come on. He was in the crease. <laughs> All right. So we're only on question three in history. Question three. What is the name of the underground comics artist who founded Zap Comics and created Fritz the Cat and the Keep on Trucking guy? Uh, I'm locked locked in. in. Underground, you say? 
Yeah. Okay, I am locked in. Okay, um, let's start with Andy. Robert Crumb. Okay. Uh, Devo? Robert Crumb. And Kells? Well, the underground part really gave it away for me. I went with Thriller Zombie number three. <laughs> <laughs> two, I'm sorry. Two, two, not three. Two. Which is it? Two or three? Two. Okay. Uh, that's incorrect, Kells. The correct answer really? is Robert, Robert Crumb. All right. Question four in history. Although not a comic technically, an artifact in Bio France created in the 11th century depicts about 70 sequential scenes of the Norman conquest of England culminating in the Battle of Hastings. What is the medium of this artifact? I, uh, I'm locked in. Oh, I meant to put the size of it in here. Um, it's about 20 centimeters tall. Uh, and I think it's maybe 70 feet long or something like that. It's pretty big. I'm locked in. Um, Seventy feet long. Oh, I'm sorry. It is um, half a meter tall and sixty-eight meters long, which is about sixty-eight meters. Yeah, so it's about two hundred and twenty-four feet. I I got I'm punting. I got no idea. I'm just no idea. Ray guy over here. Wow. Hang time. Hang time. It's a beaut. Okay. Uh Kels, what do you think it is? Um the only outside of the Louvre, the only famous uh French drawings I can remember are the Lacar cave drawings, so I said a cave wall. Okay. Andy, you punted. David. Yeah, and uh, you're gonna regret it, Andy. I think. I do. It's a tapestry. A tapestry. Yep, it is mm -hmm. called the bio. Bio. It's B A Y E U X. Bio. The bio. The bio, bio. The bio tapestry. Ah. I didn't even think of that. Yep, that makes a lot more sense. So it is. It is beautiful. It's kind of reminiscent of a comic because it's got a whole bunch of sequential pictures with some uh, descriptive words. And... There you go. All right. At the end of round two, we got a little separation. I've got Andy in the lead with 52 points, Devo with 42, and Kells has 32. Anybody's game. Yeah, anybody's game. Sure. Category three is for the ladies. Oh yeah. <laughs> Question one. Did you sound creepier? Weird. Weird. Probably. <laughs> All right. Question one. What character introduced in 1919 was the youngest sibling of Castor and Crude? Oh. I I'm No. Caster and crew, nineteen nineteen. Mm -hmm. I'm locked oh, in. Oh my! Bro 
I have no idea. Um, Wait a minute. Oh, that's not right. Okay, I'm going to put it. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm going to lock in too. I'm locked in. I think it's wrong now. <laughs> okay. Uh, David, what did you guess? Oh, um, yeah. I put Lil Abner. Okay. Andy? Oh, now, I feel a little bit better because that's where I went with Wells. I went with the little Abner comic strip, but Abner is a boy. And Abner was in love with a girl named Daisy. So I think it's Daisy. Okay. Um, and Kells? Also went with Daisy. Really? Okay. I actually thought this one was going to be really easy. What if I told you that the, uh, what if I told you that she had an uncle named Standard? And Are you kidding? Wait right a minute. Now. Wait Her a father minute. Olive oil? A father named Cole and a niece named Diesel. That's olive oil. Olive oil. Her brothers were crude oil and castor oil. I, I did not know that. Ones. I did not know the backstory to olive oil. Um, I don't wow. Know I got this through no all this time family. without knowing olive oil's I know she had family. origin story. I well, of course I she saw had four family. people in the, in the, in the cartoon. I loved Popeye when I was younger. He was my favorite comic cartoon. Loved him to death. I feel so bad for not knowing that. That's terrible. Well, here's something I bet you didn't know, Deva. Besides the answer mm. to that question. Um, <laughs> she, was initially <laughs> she was initially introduced in a comic strip called Thimble Theater about 10 years before Popeye was introduced. But then he became wow. so popular, they renamed it in like 1929 to become Popeye. And he commented once about her measurements. He said that she's a perfect 57 because she's 19, 19, 19. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. I That's that. fantastic. I thought that was funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Question two in the ladies. In 2018, the star and namesake of this long-running strip was upgraded to modernity when she was portrayed with a smartphone, a selfie stick, a hoverboard, and phrases like, Sluggo is lit. Oh. Oh. I can't remember that character's name. I can't either. I didn't know they were still making the cartoon, let alone that they updated it. Um, I can see her. Oh, you got Locked it. In. I I got two in my mind, and I'm going. All right, I'm gonna go with the one that is probably wrong. I'm locked in. Hmm. 
Oh, hey time. <laughs> okay, Kells. Okay, so I went with Mary Worth, okay. but I had a feeling it's Kathy. Okay. Uh, Devo punted. What does Andy have? To quote the Beatles, everyone knew her as Nancy. Correct answer is Nancy. Who? I think for the I think starting in uh, 2018, for the first time, she was actually being drawn by a woman, and they decided to upgrade her or up, update her, not upgrade, update. Who was Nancy? I've never heard of this. It's a very old comic strip, and I did not know it was still in production. I haven't seen it in an epoch. Yeah, apparently this picture of there's there's one one panel where she's on a hoverboard with a smartphone in one hand, a selfie stick in the other, and she's saying Sluggo is lit, <clears throat> and that's become a meme, apparently. And the author, the, the you know the illustrator said that she basically was wanting to irritate lots of people by doing that, and apparently it worked. It was kind of controversial. Question three: Whose husband is famous for making really tall sandwiches? And for a bonus, give me his full name. Ooh, his full, full name? Uh, man. First and last name. So the question is, whose husband is famous for making sandwiches? So I want to know the wife. For the bonus, I want his full name. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm, I'm locked, locked in, in as well. Okay, Andy? The wife's name is Blondie... The husband's name is Dagwood, but I don't know his full name. Okay. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, Blondie is the wife. The husband is Dagwood. And for the last name, I put Thornapple. Oh, I like okay. that. Kels? Mm. Um, I went with the the Bumstead couple. Blondie, the wife, Dagwood. The oh, wife. No, Bumstead's the boss. No, no, no. He's wrong. Bumstead's the boss. No. Isn't it? That's not correct. Nope. (laughs) What's the boss's name? I don't know. Old man man glasses. I don't know what his name (laughs) is. (laughs) Old man glasses. That's weird because that's exactly what my students call me. Isn't that weird? (laughs) There goes old man glasses. Dithers. (laughs) Dithers. <laughs> Old man Dithers? Oh, Dithers, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So here's a trivia, a couple of nuggets about this I thought was interesting. Um, her, her well, first, first off, name, before the nuggets, what? before those nuggets, is Bumstead correct? Bumstead is correct, yeah. <sighs> Full points to Kells, uh, <laughs> 10 points to Andy and David. So her when when the comic started they weren't married and she was known by her maiden name which was Blondie Boopadoop Oopadoop Boopadoop You know that song oh. um I want to be I want to be loved by you Boop-boop-a-doop. loved by you Yes Yeah so she was kind of named after that <laughs> Wow and there were, I think in the, in the, 
thirties and forties between between nineteen thirty eight and nineteen fifty, there were twenty eight Blondie movies. Whoa! Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one. I don't think I've seen one either. either. And Kells has seen all, right, all the movies. <laughs> or at least he know that they exist. I feel like he doesn't go much past the past the seventies, though. Oh, I could be wrong. Oh, uh, I dabble a bit in the sixties, maybe later fifties. I think everybody on- dabbled in the sixties. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you're really proud of that, aren't you? That's the thing is, I can tell you're I really am. proud of that. Yeah, I am grinning ear to ear. You'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. All week. Don't forget to tell your things to do. (laughs) Question four. What semi-autobiographical strip ran from 1976 through 2010 and portrayed a woman struggling with the four basic guilt groups of life? Food, love, family, and work. Locked in. What? Locked in. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lock in. Locked in. Totally locked in. Ready to go. Okay. Devo, what's your answer? Sally Forth. Andy, give me a better answer. What? I wouldn't... I... I I have to admit I would not have gotten this answer if Kelvin hadn't used it for a wrong answer earlier. I'm pretty sure it's Kathy. And Kels. What? <laughs> I went back to Kathy. Good job, because the correct answer is Kathy. Thanks, Kels. Oh poop. Hey. No problem, Andy. You know we got I'll, kids listening I'll to the show. You shine. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> when you look back in the sand there's this one set of footprints that's when Kells was carrying me <laughs> oh. okay at the end of round three Andy has extended his lead a little bit I've got Andy with 82 Kells with 54 and Deva with 52 sorry category four is music Question one. The Hip Hop Family Tree is a series of web comics and books that portray the history of hip hop and rap. The series starts with Clive Clive Campbell, known as the founding father of hip hop, who who perfected the backbeat and coined the terms B-boys and B-girls. What is Clive Campbell's DJ name? Locked in. Locked all the way in. Yeah, yeah, we got Ten that. points for hip hop. <laughs> we got that, Kelvin. <laughs> Heard you the first three times. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna lock in. So you heard I was locked in. I I heard you. I heard you. I couldn't wait to join you in the locked in boat. I'm I'm, oh, locked, I mean, I'm locked in with a little known music nugget. Uh oh, Andy. Mm-hmm. I'm locked in. I think usually when he says stuff, he's going to make something up. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Ka- 
Andy, I promise you, if it's Captain Crunch, I'm gonna come to your house. <laughs> I would not disrespect you in that way. I, I appreciate. I, I went with Grandmaster Flash. Okay, Andy. Um, a lot of people don't know this. He was uh, uh, he was a little bit. He felt weird about the name Clive, and uh, uh, so he changed his uh, name to Glenn Campbell, and that was his oh, DJ oh name, Glenn Campbell. Yeah, uh, Arkansas own. Yeah, Wichita Glenn lineman. <laughs> Kels, do you want to give us a better answer? <laughs> I believe it's DJ Cool Herc. The correct answer is DJ Cool Herc. Uh, that was my second guess. So apparently, um, Cool Herc never really—he never really went commercial. He he just kind of did his thing and let other people go make money doing it. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a springboard for everybody. Just... <laughs> so just just for the uh, astute listeners out there, I meant to say breakbeat in that last question, not backbeat. So I I apologize if that uh, confused anybody. It didn't confuse Kells, but that could be maybe that's the reason uh, Andy and Devo got the question wrong. So, so I apologize. I totally wasn't for me. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, okay. me either. <laughs> okay, question two. Henry and Glenn Forever is the title of a comic following the domestic lives of which two hardcore punk and metal singers from the bands Black Flag and the Misfits, respectively. I'll give you five points each. I am locked in. And I kind of want to see this comic. I don't oh my know God, about the hilarious. comic. Give me the band's name again. Well, the you... so the title is Henry and Glenn Forever. Uh-huh. The bands are Black Flag and the Misfits, respectively. I'm locked in with the guess. I, I would I would give you a hint, except Devo locked in pretty quickly. Yeah, he's he knows it. I'm all the in. way locked in. <laughs> <laughs> we all I'm have sure our moments. In and losing in the music category. Andy, what's your answer? I think it's John and Paul. Okay. Not everything is about the Beatles, Andy. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. Throwing it out there. Kels? I said uh, Sid Vicious and Sid Justice. Oh. Is that like a wrestler or something? Uh, Yes, they were (laughs) both names. They're the same guys. Yeah, yeah, same guy. He just used different names in different companies. Uh, but not Ray Guy. So, Deva, what's your answer? Uh, my answer is Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig. That's even better. The correct answer is Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig. So, <clears throat> this this really looks hilarious. I, I really am thinking about buying it because I'm big fans of the work of both of those bands. My hint was going to be that they both had uh, eponymous bands uh, after their their uh, after the bands I listed here, there was a Henry Rollins band, and then the band Danzig is Glenn Danzig's band. But this comic is basically 
these two guys living together um, sort of as a couple where they're very, you know, kind of sensitive and Glenn gets upset about things and, and Henry comes and, and uh, kind of calms him down. And then they have two people living next door that are Satanists who, whose names are um, Daryl and John. You know who those Darryl are? Daryl Hall and John Oates. Uh, John o- Daryl yeah. Hall and John Oates. Yeah. That's awesome. So those are the same that's, that's who funny. live next door. And <laughs> that's because awesome. Because if you guys don't know who Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig are, they're both very, very intense gentlemen. Um, they're both very – they work out a lot, and they're just – they're really into their, their art. Well, just uh, just to give you a visual on Danzig, who Glenn Danzig, the the song "Mother" was there was Danzig's big hit. They uh, there was a push online when the X Men movies were first coming out for Glenn Danzig to play Wolverine because Glenn Danzig is really yoked, really really ripped, big guy, and he's about five 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 six. Yeah, he's so tall. the and more comic of the more comic booky, yeah. And he had long mutton chops and really long scraggly, scary hair. Question three in music, Andy, I think you got this one. Oh, thank goodness! Oh, in Peanuts, in the comic strip Peanuts, what musician is Schroeder obsessed with? Locked in. <laughs> Locked in. I'm locked in too. Kels? Uh, I hope it's Beethoven. Devo? Beethoven. And Andy? Beethoven. The correct answer is Beethoven. I figured you probably had two choices there Beethoven and maybe Mozart. <clears throat> But yeah, I feared it might be Mozart. Question four. What Broadway play that debuted in 1977 and ran for seven years was based on a comic strip? I can give you a hint if you need it. Please. Oh, the uh, the the two most popular songs from that uh, from that play are Tomorrow and Hard Knock Life. Locked in. Oh, locked in. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you want the the the, musical the name of the play or the? I want the name oh, of the okay. play. Gotcha. Gotcha. Locked in. Uh, Andy. Annie. There you go. Annie. And Kels. Still wondering if she's okay. Annie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a hard knock life for us. That was a pretty easy, easy clue, huh? Well, it was a slam dunk hint, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Me too. <clears throat> All right, at the end of round four, I've got Andy with 102, Kells with 84, and Devo with 82. Lurking in the tall grass like a tiger, Andy. 
don't don't make cat noises, okay? Don't don't do that again. <laughs> that was just because I I can see you doing the little paw move with your hand, and it's just <laughs> trouble. You know? How did you know? Creepy. Yeah, it's a little troubling. Creepy. <laughs> well, the, it's really bad when he when he sticks his butt up and starts kind of wiggling it back and forth. <laughs> that's, that's the worst part. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now it's weird. Category now? five. <laughs> just now that weird. Category five is movies. Question oh. one. A series of three movies was based on this macabre single panel comic that appeared in the new in the New Yorker. Locked in. What? New Can Yorker? I said. Can you repeat this? A series of three movies was based on this macabre single-panel comic that appeared in the New Yorker. I mean, it, so to clarify, it appeared many times in the New Yorker as a, as a series, but it was a single-panel mm-hmm. comic. Then I got nothing. I got nothing. Still got I'm locked in. I don't. I don't know if this is true, but I'm hoping because there are three movies. I've already punted, haven't I? Yep, uh, still in the air. So I can't punt again. <clears throat> I can't even come up with a joke answer. New York. Um. Oh. All right, I'm locked in with a total random guess. What's your guess, Andy? Arthur. Kells? I went with the Adams family. Oh. Diva? The Adams family. Oh, I hate everybody right now. <laughs> the illustrator was <laughs> Charles Adams, and he drew the Adams family. I hate everybody. I have a wonderful coffee table book of all of those comics. They are great. Really? Really? I didn't yeah, know you had a I coffee think, table. I think you're right. I do. I know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I think there were maybe like 150 or so individual ones. Um, they didn't necessarily run every week. And, and only about half of them actually appeared in the New Yorker. So I'm not sure where the other ones came from. If he just was collecting them to publish separately or, or what. And some of his work wasn't strictly about those characters he created for the Adams family. A lot of it was just his art style doing relatively macabre comics about everyday life. But it was always on the macabre side. I think you could see his influence in the far side. Like Gary Larson had to take some of his Hmm. influence from Charles Adams. The weirdest part is that there were actually funny, interesting cartoons in the New Yorker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, question two in movies. 1993's Dennis the Menace was written and produced by this person better known for his coming-of-age movies. Uh, Hmm. Written and produced. Coming-of-age movies. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't. Oh. 
Oh, no. My brain locked up. <laughs> oh, no. Are you, are, you, are you having a Bodhi reboot right now? I am having oh, a Bodhi man. reboot. Uh, that's, oh, no. Down. Oh. Double down. Wait. Thank gosh for your reboot, because I just figured it out when you said coming-of-age movies. I did not know he did this, but this has got to be who it is. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm not as confident about what <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got this right. The I didn't know he did it, but the time's right. Yeah, Davo, you know that don't the Godfather is a coming of age, right? <laughs> <laughs> If that gives you any kind of clue, then you're welcome. <laughs> Can't you give me a straight answer anymore? Wasn't it more? I could just see Coppola. Well, that, that is a dark scene Correct. to be joking about, too. That is a really dark scene. Wasn't a boy? <laughs> Still with us, Davo? He's trying to reboot the brain. I'm trying to reboot the brain. Oh, it's so Take frozen he can't even talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll flood the engine like that, Davo. You gotta... <laughs> I know. I'm overcranking it real bad. <laughs> okay. Okay, got it. All oh, right. really? Woo-hoo. I think. <laughs> Yes. I, I, I just wrote this word down and it's like I've never written it before. <laughs> Ever in life. Oh my well, god. It's a name, not a word, so I'm a little troubled by that. So. <laughs> Use exact words. I'm locked I'm in. To, I'm dying to know what word you wrote down. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, I got I was the first word I wrote down was Chris because I was thinking Chris Columbus because of Home Alone. But then I scratched that out, and then I wrote down John, and then I wrote down John and completely forgot how to use my brain for a good (laughs) chunk of time. And then I thought, John Candy, no. John Hurt, no. John, (laughs) every kind of John you can think of. Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. (laughs) Yes, I got there. I want to see the John Hurt yeah, I want to see John Hurt do Dennis the Menace. That would be awesome. I, I, <laughs> I want to see that. That would be epic. So then I wrote down John Hughes, but I I think I misspelled Hughes. We, we do count off for spelling. How'd you spell it? Yeah, H U G U. No, H U G H U. What? I, I totally Good. misspelled this word, but John Hughes. <laughs> you threw, yeah, in, a my of, brain, you threw in a lot of extra letters there. You, like yeah, you John, tripped on like, the last hurdle. Like John Hughes. I know. John Hughes. <laughs> yes, okay. John Hughes. We don't actually <laughs> take off. We don't take off for, oh. for spelling. We do take off wow. for incorrect first names. Um, Andy, what's your what's your answer? Um, being Being not from Shermer. I went with John Hughes. Yeah, you are. 
Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are closely. No, Shermer is not a real place. Then how come you have a Letterman jacket from there? (laughs) I went with Hughes. The correct answer is John Hughes. Um, And David, just to be clear, he did write Home Alone, the Home Alone movies. I did not know that. He just directed it. Yeah, he didn't direct them, but he. He, oh my uh, god. So did Kells get John Hughes? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Everybody got John Hughes. Oh. Okay. My god. Okay. He, he also he also wrote the Beethoven franchise under a pseudonym, by the way. No. Really? Well, according to his Wikipedia so article, he did. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I felt a couple sure ways about that one. I'm not sure what the pseudonym was, but dollar bills, y'all. Okay. Question three in movies. This superhero movie was, see, you got me all discombobulated. (laughs) I've been that way for 10 minutes. (laughs) Oh, it's been longer than 10 minutes. My friend. That way for 15 years. Yeah. Since I've been. (laughs) Question three in movies. This superhero movie from 1980 was based on a comic strip of the same name and featured a rock music soundtrack. Locked in. I think. Is this the. Oh. I'm locked in. Yeah. I'm locked yes. In. It's, it's that one. Yeah. It's that I one. almost put down the wrong thing. You would have felt bad. I would have felt bad. This is more of a music question than it is a movie question because the music was better than the movie. <laughs> I'm like, how dare you? All right. It was. I know. I know what it ain't. Kills. <laughs> what's your answer? Music. Um, I went with. Uh, well, when you were when you were posing the question, I was thinking how with the duck, but it wasn't in 1980. So I went with a movie I haven't seen. But I've heard of, and I hope it's Flash Gordon. Okay. Andy? I have to admit, for whatever weird reason, I almost wrote down The Greatest American Hero, which was a TV show from the same time period. But it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely Flash Gordon with by in the music by Queen. And Christopher okay. Cross is not rock. Okay. <laughs> no, Christopher Cross wasn't. <laughs> was Christopher Cross The Greatest American Hero? Did yes, he the song? I guess he did. That's right. Yes. Who could believe uh, it was me? Sorry, that's the end. Yeah, of that's the all we can do before we have to pay yep. for it. So stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said Flash Gordon. The correct answer is Flash Gordon. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> So, did you know? Did you know that Queen did the soundtrack for another movie? Yes. Do you know Highlander. What? No. They did the soundtrack for Highlander. Yeah, they did. Which one? The the first one. (laughs) The only only one. one Highlander. Yeah, that was the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. Question four in movies. 
This poorly received 1997 movie is a sword and sorcery epic based loosely on a long-running comic strip. Oh. 1997? Yes. I know. Poorly received 1990. No. Starring a couple of people that you've actually heard of. I'm sure. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Come Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with this. I'm locked in. I know what this is, and I can't come up with a name. I'm struggling. I know what this is. Oh, duh. I'm trying too hard, I'll bet. Yeah, that's what it's, it's just called that. I'll bet. Yep. I hope I'm right. I'm locked in. I think. No, oh. I've written it down, so I am. <laughs> Um, I can only think of one really bad movie from 1997 because it is bad. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Um, I will not point. Well, it's always an option, Kels. Yeah, but. You got comedy on your side. You roll with that. <laughs> I was going to say there's no shame in punting, but there, there kind of is. Yeah, there really is. <laughs> there's a lot of shame in it. Yeah. I am locking in with what I got. Okay. Andy, what's your answer? I think I'm right. I swear to God, I sat here for two minutes going, oh, it's that stupid D&D movie. What is it called? And then I remembered, I think it's just Dungeons and Dragons. And so that's why I wrote down. <laughs> okay, Kels. I went with the probably worst movie, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That is Dude. a horrible movie. I went with per- <laughs> I went with Prince Valiant. Yeah, I was thinking that if you didn't know the movie, you could work backwards if you thought of swords and sorcery types of comic strips. And oh my God, the only two I could think of are like are like the Wizard of Id and Prince Valiant, which is the correct answer. Wasn't there a Dungeons and Dragons Valiant. movie around the same time? Oh yes, and it was awful. Yeah, it was awful too. It, it was bad. <laughs> there wasn't a comic strip though. No, it wasn't a comic strip. I forgot yeah. the theme. <laughs> but so it, it stars it stars Stephen Moyer, Catherine Heigl. Joanna Lumley, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Is he? Well, I didn't know he's made a bad movie. Keep getting them checks, Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> so, never having actually read the Prince Valiant comic or seeing the movie, I have no idea how loosely based it is. But there you go. Well, Prince Valiant single-handedly kept the the Page Boy haircut going. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so 
So at the end of round five, I've got Andy and Devo tied with 122, and Kells very close at 114. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Which brings us to our final category, which is animals. Yay. Question one, yeah. what type of... Question <laughs> one, what type of animal is the title character in Pogo? Oh. The comic strip Pogo. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, I'm going to lock in, I think. Yeah, I'm going to lock in. Locked in. Um, I'm locking in. I'm not happy. Devo? I think he's a dog. Andy? I think he's a chipmunk. And Kells? Alligator? His name is Pogo Possum. Oh. Well, uh, was there well. an alligator in there? Yeah, I think there was an alligator. Well, there were, I mean, it was based in a swamp. I think the Okie right. Swamp. Okay. And so there were lots of swamp critters. Question two. Name either of the names of the band formed by a lawyer, a cat, a rabbit, and a penguin in Bloom County. Locked in. Oh, man. I've Ugh. been waiting for my Bloom County. Bloom County? That's the name of the strip? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Please yeah, don't tell me it... County, Kells. Excuse me? Well, please, I... please don't tell me you've never heard of Bloom County. Never heard of it. You might know the way inferior Outland. I've heard of that. Because he stopped doing Bloom County for a while and then came back with Outland, which has a lot of the same characters. But that's not going to help you with this question. And I've got a, a nugget when we're done here, but we'll let. Uh... Well, I would give I'm you a bonus. I would give you a bonus if you could name both of the names of the band. Both of names. It started out as one, and they had to change it for legal reasons. Oh snap! I think I noticed. What? You've never heard of the strip? How how would you know this if you've never heard of the strip? Because he's worried about my mental my mental abilities. <laughs> Just know I'm locked in. <laughs> Did I lock in? I don't know. I didn't want. Did, you Did I? <gasps> Do you have what is going on? You? Did you know you're recording a podcast right now? Yeah. Are you wearing? So, David, we're yes, going to We're going to get together and play a trivia check, trivia game, and you write down your answer and let me know when yeah. you've written it, written it down. I'm, I'm locked in. Locked in. Okay. Is literally, I the only written, thing I've locked in. Locked in and wearing pants. Okay. <laughs> It's what a fair you, question. What are you locking with Dave? I said the Beatles because according to Andy, everything's about the Beatles. That's true. But you're wrong. Okay. So what did they used to be called? Did they have the Beatles with two name? E's. I don't know. <laughs> the old eaters. The Beatles spelled correctly. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kels, what's your answer? 
I went with the, the only one that made sense, uh, Sensei Neil. And um, uh, Parliament. <laughs> but then stuff got crazy in the legal department, so they had to go with Funkadelic. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Andy? If you're familiar with the comic strip, Parliament's not too far off. Uh, their first uh, incarnation was a metal band, and they were Death Tongue. And okay. they... <laughs> I don't remember them having to change their name. I just remember them changing their name to Billy and the Boingers. Yeah, they originally they were Death Tongue, uh, and it might have been because of the uh, the the bad rap that uh, metal bands were getting at the time. So they decided to go with a, a less um, metal persona and Billy and the Boingers. And if you got the book of the collection from that era that was called Billy and the Boingers. It came with a little flexible record in the back yep. that had their song that I forgot the name of. Question three. Yay. A short-lived Saturday morning cartoon was based on two different single panel strips, one of a fat cat and another of a large dog. What two strips combined for a truly awful cartoon? And in case you're trying to parse my, in case you're trying to play the play the game here, truly awful. I don't mean anything by that except that it was a really terrible cartoon. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't a clue or anything. It was just a really, truly awful cartoon. Large dog. I'm gonna lock in. I'm locked in as well. I didn't know they had a cartoon together, but I'm hoping they did. For the purposes of this question, I can understand your hope. All right. I'm I'm locking in, locking in with, I have no idea what this cartoon is, but I, I have a large dog and a fat cat. Okay. You might see a vet about that. Ava? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garfield and Marmaduke? Okay. Uh, Andy? I wrote down Marmaduke and Garfield. And Kells. Ooh, I went with the other orange cat. I went with Heathcliff and Marmaduke. The correct answer is Marmaduke and Heathcliff. Oh! It was the other fat orange cat. Yeah, I remember Heathcliff's cartoon. It, 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 wasn't good. it was bad. So I'm going to give Andy and Devo half credit for that one. Yay. Even though Marmaduke was kind of a kind of a freebie, but <clears throat> all right. Last question. In 1977, long before The Simpsons and Futurama, Matt Groening created this alternative comic starring two anthropomorphic rabbits. Oh. I like oh, this cartoon. I had one of these comic books. Oh. I know half the name. Oh, man. I'm going to go over, well, half for, oh, math. <laughs> How about five for 40? Thank you. One for eight. One for eight. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I'm locked in. I'm I'm locked in. I'm not positive it's the name of the strip or the name of the book I had. I'm locked in. Um, let's start with Devo. Uh, life is strange. Okay, Kels. Uh, Harvey and Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I see what they do too. Andy, I had one of these original books, and I wish I hadn't gotten rid of it. At first, I first thought it was called Life Sucks, but I think it was called Life Is Hell. Yeah, so close. Am I close? Correct answer is life. It's life in hell. In, in hell. In hell. Oh. 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 Stay, uh, Andy, I'm going to give you half credit for that oh. one because that was pretty close. Yeah, I, that's cool. Devo, you're not quite close enough. Well, I said life. Yeah. So can I get like a point? No. <laughs> no. Come on. Well, Kells, <laughs> Kells is really cold there. You no. might as well say Harvey and Rod. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. At the end of the regular rounds, I've got Andy with 144 points, Deva with 127, and Kells with 124. Anybody's game. I have a list of, I think, 16 comic strips um, some of which are still being published. Some have canceled uh, or you know been sh- been shut down for for one of, one reason or another. But they have all run for seventy years or more. What? So mm-hmm. I want you to name any ten comic strips that had a seventy year run. And just to be clear, I'm talking about a hand drawn. Uh, maybe digitally drawn now, but you know, essentially a hand-drawn comic with, um, you know, generally with words that has run at least weekly consecutively for seventy years or more. The, and and also In- these are these are American comics. There's some others, uh, other ones that. Or foreign that we wouldn't know. So we're talking about like comics in newspapers or comics of a broader <laughs> sort. These are not comic books. These are newspaper comic strips. <laughs> I'm trying, man. Just what? <laughs> okay. Great Caesar's ghost. Okay, we're going to start <laughs> with third place. Kells, give me your answers. All right, in no particular order, I have Judge Parker, Mary Worth, Peanuts, Wizard of Id, Beetle Bailey, Hagar the Horrible, Ooh. Blondie, High and Lois, Snuffy Smith, and Papa. Oh. Hmm. Papa okay. still. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm hoping. David? Uh in no particular order. Um Ziggy, Beetle Bailey, Blondie, 
Peanuts, Little Orphan Annie, Popeye, Prince Valiant, Little Abner, Rex Morgan. Ah, Rex Morgan. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Nancy. Okay. And Andy. I just realized I should have asked for a clarification before I wrote these down. Are we talking about comic strips that are still being written or comic strips that are in syndication? Um, Because, for example, Peanuts are still in the comics, but they haven't been writing new Peanuts in a long time. Those are reruns. Right. So Peanuts um, wouldn't count. Yeah. Well... I mean, Peanuts could count oh. if it if it ran for more than seventy years before. Right, right. Um, I just realized some of my comics are probably off because yeah, they're in, they're syndicated comics. But anyway, I wrote down uh, Peanuts, Little Abner, Snuffy Smith, Blondie, Prince Valiant, Dick Tracy, Brenda Starr, ooh, uh, Beetle Bailey, and Gasoline Alley. Shut out. Oh, sorry, Shut out. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't write that fast. I've got Prince Valiant. Prince After Valiant. Prince Valiant, Dick Tracy, Brenda Starr, Beetle Bailey, and thanks to Rod Stewart, at the very last minute, I remembered Gasoline Alley. Ooh. So you, you got nine? Then? I got nine, and you I just spaced. Because that's when I started thinking okay. these were syndicated. Some of these are syndicated. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Most comics are syndicated, meaning that they're being sold to like the King syndicate syndication feature, and they distribute them to the newspapers. You're talking about ones that are in reruns. Basically. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a, I guess the phrase I'm looking for, like, like peanuts. Obviously, nobody has picked up the pen since Charles Schultz. Brings our total <laughs> to Kells with 154, Devo with 187, and Andy with 204. <gasps> Oh, I, you have shed the orange belt. I hated this orange belt. I don't have anything that goes with it. Uh, what what color is the well, belt now? Green is a much more versatile color. Is it? Green. Oh, green. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Green's a very versatile color. You can go with green. All right. I like green. Congratulations, anybody, Andy. Thank you, everybody. Is anybody interested in the poll list? Yes. Yes, of course. Okay. So these are, these are alphabetical, uh, so not in age order. But I've got Ali Oop. Is still being oh, yeah. run. Holy crap. Uh, Never heard of it. Barney Smith and or Barney Google and Snuffy Smith. Blondie, oh, yeah. Brenda Starr, bringing up bringing up Father stopped in two thousand, but it ran in for eighty seven years. Uh, Dick mm-hmm. Tracy is eighty eight years old. Gasoline Alley is one hundred and one. Little Orphan Annie stopped in twenty ten, but it ran oh. for eighty six years. Mandrake the Magician ran for seventy nine years. Oh nice! I don't even know what that 2013. is. Mark Trail, oh. the environmentalist comic strip, is still running at 73 years. Nancy's going strong at 81. Prince Valiant is going strong at 82. Rick's Morgan, MD, is 71 years old. Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> Ripley's Believe It or Not. Any of you that one? Oh, is Ripley's? Uh, that's a comic, I suppose. Yeah. They have a comic. By this definition, yep, yep, it's a hundred. It's 101 years old. Wow. Um, wow. 
the Thimble Theater slash Popeye. It was Thimble Theater for 10 years and Popeye uh, after that is 100 years old. And the granddaddy of them all that you none of you guys mentioned is the Cats and Jammer Kids. Ran from no. 1897 to 2006 for 109 years. Wow. You know, Holy moly. that's one of those things all I've by the heard same about artist. it, but I don't think I've ever seen the strip. I don't know what, I don't think I'd recognize it. It was every year was uh, it was all done by the same artist. Cats and Jammer, what kids? Is that what you said? Yeah. Are you guys just gonna that. let that go? <laughs> the same artist did it for 109 years. Oh, I'm um, not. <laughs> okay. I'm pondering, just... and that's not like... gonna happen. Yeah. I figured he probably had like a like a Tupac like work ethic <laughs> and just did like a whole bunch of them. And they just kept releasing them. Yeah, the last 10 years, it was just a hologram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations, Andy. Thank you very much. Always a great time with you guys. And so from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Green Belt. Devo with brand new green belt, Andy. So long, little brainers. Same old purple belt, Kells. Uh, same old purple belt, Kells. Come on, Hanno, buddy, don't let me down. <laughs> and since a deal. The quote for the day Words and pictures are yin and yang. Married, they produce a progeny more interesting than either parent. By your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Seuss. Signing off. Oh, yeah. Like what you hear, yeah. You should listen to the show on your favorite podcast app, yeah. Wherever you like to listen to podcasts, yeah. You want to talk to us? You can tweet us at Ladle Brain, yeah. Also, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. We're at Brain Ladle Productions, yeah. Don't you miss it, yeah. We also have individual website and emails, brainladletrivia.com. You can find Neil, you can find Kills, Davo, and Andy, yeah. If you want to donate to the madness, we have a Patreon. We hope to see you again soon. Go down that lonesome highway, yeah. Dig it! The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.